All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Wex Appeal Podcast, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. My name is Wex. I am your host, and do we have an amazing show for you today. We got a lot of great things going on in the uh, in the Wex Appeal Podcast community that's, that's about to happen. We've got some new shows, new segments that are coming out this week. Um... I'm really, really, really excited about it. I actually got to record a couple of the first uh, little segment episodes. One of them got a little out of hand as far as the uh, the time, but it's all good, man. It's going to be a bonus episode for you that I hope that you enjoy. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are going to be talking about the Wex Appeal Fit. Uh, what is it? Wex Appeal Music Rock Music Festival. That's what we're going to call it. The Wex Appeal Rock Fest. And uh, we are going, myself and my guest, uh, Tommy Marquez, is going to be the first guest this week. He's actually doing a doing a two-for-one. He jumped on the podcast for the music episode, and he also jumped on the podcast for our fitness episode. And he's going to drop a pretty good workout for you later on this week here in the Wex Appeal uh, realm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, my guest for this week is a CrossFit Games athlete, and my guest for next week is going to be the lovely Carrie Pierce. And she is going to be uh, talking about retirement, talking about all the businesses that she's running and doing, and basically her future in the CrossFit world. Uh, we're going to have a good time with her, so I cannot wait for that interview. But my guest today is Elijah Easy Mohammed. He is the president and co-founder of Project Onyx, which we get into on the show and talk all about Project Onyx, which is an amazing program. He is also a strength and conditioning coach. He is a two-times CrossFit Games athlete. He is a five-times regional games athlete, and he also owns Unorthodox Fitness. He's got online training programs. Uh, like I said, he has Project Onyx as well, and he is a husband and father of four, uh, much like myself, and was an amazing sit down and chat just talking about being a father, being a role model, being you know someone who is giving fitness to the next generation as well. And I, I loved this conversation. I loved to sit down with him. We got to just you know just talk about all sorts of things and I really hope that you get a lot out of this um, out of this episode, especially if you're a father or a parent with kids that you want to, Get them into fitness, but you don't want to force them into a sport or force them into fitness. And we talk about the difference between, you know, what CrossFit's going to be in the next 10 years. We talk about, you know, what you should, you know, do with your children if you're looking for them to go to college as far as sports and CrossFit and, and just playing sports and lifting heavy. And just, it was just a great conversation. So here's my conversation with Easy Mohammed. I hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I did sitting down recording it. All right. Well, Easy Muhammad, how is it going, man? I, I'm a big fan of yours. I've been following I kind of came onto CrossFit a little bit later than uh, than a lot of the, you know, other people in the field as far as uh, podcast. But I kind of you know, I've caught you at the games and uh, and and seen you at the games and enjoyed you know watching you compete. I enjoy your Instagram, uh, kind of a, as we we're chatting offline about uh, some of the things which we'll get into a little bit later. But man, how is how is life? How are things going for you, your family, the gym, kind of everything that's going on in in your life right now? 
Yeah, man, I like to keep it simple, man. Everyone's alive and everyone's healthy. Yes. Um, so with those two things, we'll figure the rest out. We'll, you know, take it day by day. Um, the gym's doing well. Um, continue to try to get it to grow and, and build. Um, our community's, you know, small but really strong and supportive. Um, households together, you know what I'm saying? Everything's <laughs> everything's put together. So, you know, we haven't we haven't broken yet, but uh, it's all it's all going well, man. No complaints. Awesome. And and you and I have something in common. We we both have four children and uh, I, I know what it feels like to just, as long as the kids are alive at the end of the day and the wife has not uh, freaked out too much, um, it is a, it's a success in my book. Yeah, I think so, But, you know, one of the things I reached out to you on was, um, you know, you're training a lot more. I don't know how much you were training with your children before, but recently on Instagram, you've been posting a lot more with your children training alongside you. How long? Uh, how long have they been into it? And, and and which ones have you found that some of them are and some of them aren't? You know, into the into the fitness thing. Yeah. Um, so my daughter's twelve. So when she was around the same age, between like four, five, six, and seven, um, she worked out with me a lot. Um, and it's just more so at a certain time where it's just like, can they catch on the cues? Can they learn movements about their body, like how to stabilize, push up on the bar? You know, move the bar close to their body, like the pathway, and, you know, learn to squat with their feet a certain way and find balance to their feet. It's just more like, are they able to catch onto these cues of awareness about their bodies and how to move? Mm-hmm. And around four is when they start peaking interest in, you know, sport and things like that. Um, and so right now, my son is four. My youngest son is four years old. He's the one that I've been posting a lot of because he's peaking interest in like, hey, dad, I want to squat with you or can I do this workout or you know, can I, can I work out? Can I do this? And, um, we're just basically working on movements where of course he sees me with weight. So he wants to use weight, but, um, I've done it with all of my kids where it's just a bonding time for us to, you know, work together for them to be able to listen to me and take cues from me, um, and be disciplined enough to understand instruction. Um, and you know, not when we work out, it's not play time. It's more like, Hey, like I want you to really pay attention um, and just give them simple things. Like uh, one of the main things that we focus on is focus. Hey, when you're lifting weights, I need you to stay focused, look straight at him. And don't look left and right. Just find something to focus on and see if you can move through the range of motion. Um, when I'm talking to you, don't look at me. Just stay focused and try to hear me and understand what I'm talking about when I say squeeze your belly or, you know, retract, pull your shoulders back, Sam, pull your shoulders back, you know, uh, drop your butt down, you know, like, you know, make sure your heels and your toes are on the ground, wiggle your toes and then grab the ground with them. Like, can you do these things just taking instruction without seeing me do them or follow along? And it's just a, a bonding time between the kids that I get to have. Um, so I've had it with all of them. Um, but one of my kids don't, he doesn't, he's not into working out. It's just playtime for him. So he's like throwing barbells and he's not into it. But, um, you know, that's just where it's at right now with my youngest. Yeah. And my oldest is, so your oldest is 12. Yeah. So is mine. Actually, she turns uh, oh, she turns she turns thirteen in January. Um, okay. Has absolutely zero interest in the gym. <laughs> she is she is all yeah. about horses, and she wants to you know go ride horses and play in fantasy land and do art, which I am a hundred percent for. You know, however yeah. she wants to express herself. Um, the only rule that we had with her, as far as you know, kind of a baseline fitness sort of thing, is you know I I love that you want to do horses. These horses are four or five times your size, so you need to at least be strong enough to handle yourself. 
Um, yeah. you don't have to love the gym. You don't have to come in and, you know, put in all these hours, but you at least have to have a good baseline. And she's yeah. perfectly okay with that because it allows her to go and do what she wants to do. Um, yeah. my eight year old's a different story. She is an absolute monster. She, <laughs> she, um, she started CrossFitting at four. Um, so I'm, I'm a, uh, L1 coach as well. All right. Or I'm, I'm an L1 coach. And, um, so I would go to the gym and work out and she would watch and kind of the same thing. Dad, can I do this too? And, uh, yeah. sure. You know, come on, let's, let's see what you can do. Let's, you know, let's, you know, we're doing ball slams. Okay. Here's a little eight pound ball. Let's, you know, get your motion and get your movement and it kind of, you know, yeah. start there and then do a couple body bars. Um, now she's deadlifting 120 pounds. She did, she did the Bella complex the other day at 40 pounds. And I'm like, this kid is crazy. Um, and now, so, so the ages are 12, eight, four, and then one. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pandemonium. And, (laughs) but now the four-year-old is kind of in that same vein. He, he wants to come and compete and, and, well, he wants to, he wants to come in and, um, work out. But we have a uh, fitness competition that we do with our kids uh, at, at the gym that I used to be at, where they actually have a family division. So it's an adult with a child 14 and under. And gotcha. you can do, you know, male, male, female, female, or co-ed. So my four-year-old boy is signing up with my wife to do this competition. And they scale everything, yeah, cool. you know, they scale everything down, of course, you know, to, to yeah. his level and, you know, whatever he can do. It's just for fun for him. Um, but my eight year old's out for blood. <laughs> she, yeah. She's been competing since she was four and has consistently said that she wants to go to the CrossFit games and she wants to be a games athlete, um, follows along all the athletes and, and like knows, you know, knows them all by sight. She can, she'll sit down and watch the documentaries with me and she is a hundred percent dialed in. That's uh, cool. so it's, it's fun. And, and like you said, it's, it's a bonding experience that is, yeah. is like no other. Um, you know, you can, you know, and I know you play basketball as well. Yeah. Basketball is one of those things you can go out and play with, you know, with your kids football. Yes. And no, you know, I mean, you can go out and play football, but you can't like play the sport of football. A little catch here and there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And the gym has been a completely different, different beast. And, and I love it because we can, we can get alongside and, and, and just and bond and encourage each other through something healthy. Yeah, for sure. So, so what are the ages of your of your four? So you got the oldest at twelve, and then we have a seven year old, a six year old, a five year old. Okay, you're, you're a lot closer than mine. I, we had like a four year, <laughs> a, yeah. a four year jump there. So, what um, a little bit what I you know had messaged you about. What are your thoughts as far as giving fitness um, as a legacy to the younger generation and of course our own children. But I know you do a lot of work. Um, you know, you, you started project Onyx and you do a lot of work with, with kids and young adults. Tell me a little bit more about that and kind of your thoughts going forward with um, kind of getting the next generation to come up into, you know, into CrossFit, but just in life in general. Yeah, man. Um, it's a uh, it's really important uh, for me, and uh, I'm 
I'm a dad, so you know I love to. Whether I had kids or not, I've always been a dad. If that makes sense, it's like I love just the support, like fully supporting friends and other people, and um, just being that person in their corner where it's just like, hey, if if no one has my back, I know Easy's there. And uh, with when it comes to kids, it's just that it's just like, hey, man, like I want to help you achieve whatever goal you whatever cooking up in your mind, I'm not going to be the one to tell you you can't do it. I'm going to be the one to facilitate you to do it. And um, fitness has just been one of those things where it's just like, hey, whether you want to be the best saxophone player, go to space, or make it to the CrossFit Games, your body needs to be healthy. Like, you need to physically be able to carry yourself around and physically be able to take care of yourself. And, you know, all the things that it teaches, you know, between mobility and stretching and you know just how to increase blood flow to your joints and you know release endorphins and get rid of stress and all the things that fitness can do for you it's like this is why we do it and then if you get a little obsessive they got the crossfit games for you you yeah. know like if you get a little <laughs> out of control you know they, they they got the crossfit games for you but um it's just a part of me that has found out that's one of the core things that we need to be doing as a community, especially with our children, is allowing them to engage in fitness. And it doesn't have to be the, the extremes of, you know, bar muscle-ups and, and squat snatches. Um, it can be the basics of, hey, proper mechanical squatting, you know, proper push-ups, proper sit-ups, um, proper stability stuff. Like, we're just like, hey, we're going to do planks, or we're going to do you know, squat holds and just make you hold the position, you know, without breaking, you know, we're going to hang from pull-up bars and just, just getting your body aware. And then we're going to, we're going to elevate your heart rate a little bit. Yep. We're going to make you sweat a little bit um, because you, know, you learn a lot from people through working out. Like you okay. learn a lot from people through, through seeing them hurt a little bit and push through a workout or give in certain parts of the workout. And so uh, it's just a lot into fitness that I know will take the next generation to the next level, no matter what they're doing. Um, and so I, I try to encourage kids and I try to be the blueprint uh, for other, you know, fathers or mothers or parents to like involve your kids in fitness, like take them into the garage with you, get in the gym with them. It doesn't matter what age they are. You know, you're doing a workout, your kid's two years old, let them come beside you and mimic those burpees and, and start creating that behavior because it's a behavior that you're going to need no matter if you're a CEO in a company and you really don't have time to work out, but you just got to get one in a day or whether you're a fitness enthusiast, right? You know, so, um, yeah. And, and I like what you said about, you find out a lot of, about people when you're, when you're, yeah. when you're, when you're in that zone with them. Yeah. And what I found is it, it really changes their, their overall mentality and look on life. Like when they get down into the into that pain cave, you start finding out how determined they are, um, yeah. and not just oh, can I get a couple more burpees or oh, can I get a you know, but just their drive and determination. I've found you know with my you know with the different children, you start finding out that so you know Stella for instance, she's my my eight year old when she she would get like really um, self-conscious about, you know, a lift or, or about a movement. And she wouldn't want, you know, like with me coaching her, she's good, but she knows I'm dad as well. So sometimes she'll play that card of saying, you know, of, Oh, I don't think I can do it. But then yeah. our head coach walks over um, from the gym we're at now. 
And I go, don't let AJ see you doing this. Yeah. And you see her face change. And she gets that that look, that killer instinct look. And she's like, oh, okay. You know, dad's not going to let me play around, but Coach AJ's really not going to let me play around because I'm not his kid. And, yeah. and he's going to, you know, he's going to, and, and I appreciate that, that I can still have those soft moments with her. But at the same time, you know, she knows when to flip the switch and, and do yeah. it. And you see, you see kids and, you know, not just my own, but even other kids that I've coached, you see them flip that switch. Yeah. And I think that is invaluable for kids to be able to, you know, when, when life just gets tough, be able to flip the switch and be like, sure. oh, okay, I can push through this. Um, you know, what, um, you know, kind of, you know, with everything you're doing with, with Project Onyx, what is, you know, some of those success successes that you've seen, like those, those high moments? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a lot, man. Uh, it's like adopting, you know, 14, 15 kids, you know, we got like probably 30 something kids in the program. But and and, and by the it. way, not, not to interrupt, but I, I saw you at the games uh, this past year. Um, yeah. and that group was running, running all over the place and they, yeah, they had a, so much energy. I, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, right now we, um, we have one, two, three, four, four, about five kids, level one certified. Um, we've been able to give out scholarships to kids where they can access a thousand dollars for college, $500 for college, whatever it may be, just a little bit of cash flow to help them with their books and, uh, school and everything like that. Um, we have been able to expand um, our numbers just as far as the program. We've probably seen about 75, 80 kids we've seen come through the program now. We probably hold on to about 30 of them. Um, We are now creating chapters in other cities and other states um, where there's going to be Project Alex affiliates that we can create and work with and, you know, get in tune with on the mission that we're doing. Mm -hmm. So, there's a lot of just things going on. Um, kids are now doing bar muscle-ups, ring muscle-ups, learn how to squat, snatch comfortably. Um, their mechanics and movement are sound. They're getting stronger in their squats and their position. We got girls that are doing like legit push-ups because they understand how to properly hold the position. Um, it's just been phenomenal watching these kids. Like, I mean, even like our topics of discussion, like the things we're talking about in classes that they are so... Um, I don't want to say well-versed, but like they are so like knowledgeable in the way they speak about certain things that are going on in our world and, you know, getting different perspectives and learning more about, you know, the, the diversity and the ethnicity and the racial gaps between cultures and um, how they go about it. Like our tagline is always positive energy. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, they're finding out how to navigate spaces and, and be very, very um, deliberate on how they speak about it and what they say and how to help other kids and how to, you know, just be positive in a lot of the situations. And we have these discussions, they're learning how to express their emotions um, to the group and, you know, tell people what's going on and ask for help. Um, I mean, there's so many wins that are happening that are on a level that's not like, yo, we gave out $10,000 worth of money to, to yeah. college kids. Like, you know, these kids are learning how to express themselves and, and be true to who they are with their emotions and their feelings. 
um, and come forward to the group and speak about things that they normally wouldn't talk about or they were scared to talk about when they first started. But they understand that we have a safe space now and they understand they're going to get support now and they're learning how to support each other. And it's just a beautiful thing man, of like the wins that we have going on in the gym uh, with the Project Onyx kids. That that's awesome. And, and it's not just, I mean, obviously it's not just working out. So you're doing a lot of mindset things as well, you know? Yeah. So we start every class off with a group discussion. Uh, we have me, Eric, um, Tamara, Pat, we have four people on the board that basically me, me, Eric, Jaron, Tamara, Pat, we have five people that help run classes kind of deal. Okay. And today there's, we just come up with a topic of discussion. And through that topic of discussion, we let the kids vent and talk about how they feel, whether it be something in the world, whether it be something internally, whether it be an emotional state, physical state, whether it be, you know, just a anything. I mean, the topic of discussion can be anything. These kids are articulating exactly how they feel and being able to express that to the group um, and be able to give feedback to their friends as if like, hold on, like you're a 14 year old kid. Like you told, like, you told that person to do that. Like that was, that was really mature of you. Like that was like as an adult, I would take that advice, you know, yeah. like, um, and so it's just, those are our huge wins that we start the day off with. And every class we start off with a discussion and sometimes it gets so emotional. We don't even work out. Like we, we were joking around because we had about seven new girls come and uh, I was explaining to them what project Onyx was and how we go about the classes and uh, I was talking to them about discussions and the topics of what we do in the the class. And um, one of the guys goes, man, y'all remember that Saturday everybody was crying? And this is like <laughs> seven new girls here. And they're all like, what? Crying? And uh, he was like, man, that topic was, man, we, we went deep on that one. Everybody went deep. I literally seen all of those kids. It was like 14 of them. And it was like three that were 21, 22. A few of them that were like, 14, 15, and then 16, 17 between. And I literally seen everyone, myself included, drop a tear. I literally said, we're not working out today. What do y'all want to do? And everyone says, the trampoline house. And so we literally packed it up after discussion, went to the trampoline place, got pizza, hung out, and just had a blast um, hanging out and kicking it. And it's just things like that where it's just like, yeah, we're there to work out and train, but we're human, you know? Yeah. We want to feel human and when we get in our feelings, our emotions rise, it's like, okay, let's, let's do something that we can just have fun and laugh and be together. And we're creating this community that is like, I mean, it's amazing, man. Yeah. And, and those are the moments that they remember. I mean, yeah, they might remember a PR or they might remember, you know, yeah. a time on a workout or something, but they're going to remember that way yeah. further than they're going to remember you know what they scored on on fran or 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 whatever yeah. whatever workout you want to throw in there i mean those are the moments i i used to um actually teach uh, youth at my church and gotcha. you know I, I taught middle school and i mean it just craziness as far as you know the things that you would hear them say and and, and similar to what you said i mean some of them would say things and you're like wow I, yeah. I, I, I've never even looked at it that way before, you know, or, you know, what kids these ages are, are dealing with that. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that the, the, the stuff that the youth of this generation are dealing with, I mean, I remember dealing with very little in not, regards to that. Not, like we had a talk and it, it made me laugh, but, um, 
we had a talk and we were like, man, remember we used to like be outside playing and your parents like when the street lights come on, just come in the house. Yep. But they were never worried about someone kidnapping me. Like that was like, that was like, that was not a thing. And I was like, I got to watch my kid because someone might like this sex trafficking thing is crazy. Like these, yeah. these things that are going on now that the social media has pumped into us to create a context is like crazy. So we were talking and I was sitting down and I was like, like, I'm so cautious as a parent. And my mom was like, so like, yeah, you know, hang out until nine o'clock. You're only 10, but you know, I'll see you when you get home. Like, you know, you're just at the park across the street. And now it's like, nah, you can't be at the park across the street at nine o'clock at night, you know, like in my mind. So yeah, you hear these kids, you know, start talking about the things that they stress over. And it's just like, gosh, I wasn't even, I had no worries about, what people thought about me on social media when I was a kid. It was like, I'm just worried about my friends at school and maybe a couple friends at, at the next school over that we know. Like, um, but other than that, it's like, you're worried about like people comment on your page that you're never going to see, never know about what the next trend is. And, you know, like trying to keep, it's like, wow, like this is what's stressing you out. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a whole different world for these kids now, like in a whole different world. Yeah. And and I remember, similar to what you said, it's like my my parents never knew where I was, and we didn't. Yeah. Have, I mean, we didn't have cell phones. I yeah. mean, they couldn't even call yeah. us and be like, "Hey, where you at?" No, like so, I would get on my bike. You know, during the summer, I'd get on my bike at you know, eight nine o'clock in the morning, and I would just ride. And yeah, I'm out there. I when we we used to live out in the out in the uh, kind of the farm area. Uh, I, I live in Florida. Yeah. So I'm in the horse, I'm in Ocala, the horse capital of the world. So we lived on horse farms and I'd ride five, six, seven miles as a seven, eight year old, just on a little BMX bike down to my buddy, down to my buddy's farm, like, you know, three, four miles over. And we'd just go out there, play football all day. And then I'd just hop on my bike and ride back. And my parents had no idea where where I was or what I was doing. And I mean, it was a, it was a simpler time. You know, then you yeah. start adding the phones in and, you know, not the internet, the internet social and media. social media is just a killer. So, um, yeah. so what are the age groups that you're that you're working with? Uh, 14 to 18 is the age group of the nonprofit. But we got um, a couple kids that are and those are kids that like we get level one certified. They're mm-hmm. 19, 20, 21, uh, 22. Uh, they assist with picking kids up to and from the gym. Uh, they assist with. Uh, you know, cleaning up the facility, making sure it's in order, everything's set up for the, the classes to happen. Um, they're the ones to kind of facilitate. You know, we feed the kids and we have food that they take every day after class. They kind of facilitate, like, hey, only one meal, don't take too much. Or, mm-hmm. or make sure everyone gets one. Um, they facilitate, like, hey, you know, we want you to start coaching the class and helping out and assisting. Um, so uh, the age groups of the nonprofit is 14 to 18, but we have probably like six, seven kids that are, a little bit older, um, mm-hmm. and they're still a part of the program. Okay, and and the program has been up how long? Only... A little over a year. Over a year. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I'm actually, I'm one of those people. I look forward to kind of the the three to four years down the road when you see people graduate out, and then come yeah. back and you know kind of pick up the mantle and and take it as well, and and, and just take it further. Um, For sure. Let me let me shift the focus, you know, a little bit to you on this. So where. Uh, where are you at as far as in the in the CrossFit 
was ecosphere, I guess. Like where, yeah. like what's, what is your goals and things that you're, that you're focused on now? Are you, are you still focusing on competing or are you just kind of more on the coach and, and mentor? Uh, so yeah, um, right now, uh, because Project Onyx took a bulk of my time, I'm more focused on, you know, the coaching, the mentoring and Project Onyx, um, but still staying in really good shape. I got a kid that's under me who, who has ambitions to go to the CrossFit Games and I do his programming. And so I naturally just train with him. Uh, and then, you know, like he's doing, you know, pull-ups or chest bar pull-ups, I'm doing ring muscle-ups, you know. Yeah. He's doing handstand push-ups. I'm incorporating a handstand walk on the workout, and you know, because the skill level is a little bit different. Um, but uh, I train with him regularly. And so I've, I've been in really good shape. I've been swimming twice, three times a week, um, just working on the other things um, that I need to incorporate in my fitness just to be, uh, where I want to be when I do step back. Um, but right now I'm 33. And so I felt like all of these things that were in corporate was perfect timing because um, I hadn't qualified for the games and I was just trying to figure out what was the next step around all the different changes that happened in the past two, three years. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was just kind of that space of like, okay, how do I get to the games? Because when it was the open regionals, I had, I had a direct path of how I get to the games once everything started changing, it was like, well, you got to remember, I'm not at the top tier front end of the fitness athletes. You know, I'm more in the middle of the pack toward the back end of the top elite athletes. So it was like, I can't just go anywhere and qualify. I have to know what my plan is so that I can, you know, put in the work I need to put in and perform properly, you know, on the moments that I need to perform. Um, but some of those guys are so fit, no matter what happens, they know they're going to qualify no matter what the 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 route is yeah um and that just was that wasn't me in those in those states just due to the fact that i had other obligations that to me were just more important than than fitness but i do want to qualify for the games again i want to try to get back uh, for one more trip um and i'll be a masters not this season but next so i'm hoping that i can maybe make a run but after looking at that masters division 35 i was like Man, these are some of y'all underestimate these dudes. These dudes yeah. was who I was looking at. Like when I first started, who I was watching, I know how dedicated and how fit and how, you know, like motivated these guys are. So the goal is just to match their intensity as much as possible and um, try to punch that ticket in the master's division. Um, but right now I'm just really focused on the business of the gym and, um, and the nonprofit is one of my main focuses. Yeah. And, and that master's division is, is, it's funny we're seeing you know kind of the masters division really stepping up and and having some of those heavy hitters you know some of the some of the people that were you know the the foundations of of crossfit you know yeah. 10, 10 years ago stepping into the masters arena and and really bringing the level of i don't want to say the level of fitness but the level of um notoriety people yeah. are recognizing the names and yeah. wanting to go and see them. Like I, I was very disappointed that, you know, Dan Bailey had to, had to pull out, um, yeah. you know, yeah. because you know him, you see him, you know, you want to go and, and, and check him out in that division. So I think the notoriety is coming up, but also the level of talent in the younger group is just it's, insane. Yeah. Um, so where do you think we are with that? Is, is Emma Carey and Mal O'Brien an anomaly? Or do you think we're going to start seeing more more younger athletes? And I don't know if if the guys can do it as well as the women have, but you yeah. know, just because of maturity and and you know biology, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it's just the, it's just the biology of it. Um, 
to answer your question, I can't really speak on Emma Carey because I don't know her. She's a phenomenal athlete. I've met her a few times. Um, but I know Mal O'Brien. Yeah. Um, that kid is an anomaly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, she's doing everything. Like she is doing everything plus more of what she said she was going to do. And that scares me because she said she was going to do it. Yeah. Like some, some people do things and it's like, it just, it keeps rolling. It happens and then it keeps rolling. But when someone says, Hey, you know, step back three point shot off glass game time. And then it happens. It's like that person's different. Like, um, she called it and she said it. And, um, I do think she's an anomaly. I think a Haley Adams is an anomaly. Um, but I do start, I think we'll start seeing this more. I think they're setting, um, Haley Adams set the tone for teens way back when. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she continued that wrath into the open division and is continuing to stand firm, uh, where she's at amongst the top tier athletes. Um, Mal O'Brien looked up to Haley Adams when, you know, I coached her and told me how passionate she was about, you know, being like a Haley Adams and in that realm of things, you know, and, um, she said she was going to do it and she did it. And I just think she's going to set the blueprint for the next 14 or 13 year old girl that comes into the games. And even though they are anomalies, you know, Matt Frazier was an anomaly. Rich Froning was an anomaly. Um, Annie Thor's daughter is an anomaly yeah, like, yeah. of what they accomplished and what they've done and what they're still doing. Um, but once one comes, it's almost just like, Oh, this is possible. Like, Oh, like I can do that. And that's why kids are so important because once they see it and then you introduce them to it and they like it and they enjoy it and they end up being good at it. It's like, here comes the next one. And then here comes the next one. And then it's just like, okay, this is, this is the norm now. Like this is our new norm. Let's get used to it. Our new norm is freak 17 year old boys. I just watched a 17 year old kid who's just a CrossFitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you got a weightlifting background, like I, I get why you can do some things. Sure. Like, he's just a CrossFitter. Just balanced 300 pounds. I was like, <laughs> bro, you don't, you may not know how impressive that is. That is freakishly impressive. Yeah. You know, you have teenage girls snatching 200 pounds, cleaning 250 pounds. It's like, that's scary to me. And then that just becomes a norm. Yeah. Like these kids are just doing it. Like, you know, um, it was like a, a 17 year old kid that snatched 300 and it's like, I get it. If you're a weightlifter, I get seeing a 17 year old kid. That's a weightlifter that sure. specializes do that. I get seeing a 17 year old kid that specializes in gymnastics, walking on his hands for a football field. But when you're a CrossFitter, you have to spread everything out. You got to work on so many things. So when you see someone excel drastically in weightlifting or gymnastics or you know, this, this engine side of things, it's like, dude, that dude's a freak because he's not just doing that. He has to do that in so many other things to be where he's at or to be where she's at. And so, um, yeah, I think it's going to start being a norm, man. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because you have, you know, personal firsthand experience with Mal. I've, I met, I actually met Emma Carey at the 20, she won the division in 2019 the teen division. 
in 2018, I met her at the games. Uh, so I, I got to volunteer in 18, 19. Obviously, we skipped 20, and then I got yep. to volunteer in 21. In 18, I met her in the fan experience um, area where the you know where the fans can go work out. I yep. met her over there on the lifting platforms, and I met her and her parents, and you know just talk, just you know making you know small talk. And she's over there lifting and looking fantastic. As a at that point, I think she was 14. Um, or maybe even her, maybe even younger. I knew she couldn't qualify for the games that year for, yeah. in the teen division, and she kind of had that same call your shot. She's like, "I'm only here this year to to see it. Um, next year I'll be here. I'm going to win." And yeah, I'm just crazy. you just look at her and you're like, "Excuse me." She's like, "No, I'm coming. I'll be here next year and I'm going to win." And sure as hell. She showed up yeah. the next year, won the whole division, and then now two years later, everybody's talking about her as being the, you know, the young That's gun so- snatching two hundred. Uh, she put up two thirty seven in the Bella Complex. Yeah, I'm like, it's just again, like you said, freakish, and yeah. I think we're gonna see a, some of the guys break in next year. Um, you know, you've got guys like Dallin Pepper, you've got guys like uh, Tyler yeah. Sprague who are you know kind of on the up on the up and coming. Uh, even the, uh, the kid that won it, what's his name? The Medeiros Medeiros. He's like yeah. 22. Yeah, no, true. Yeah. <laughs> like He's a kid. I don't care what you want to call <laughs> it. Like he probably just moved out of his parents' place when he won the games. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a, he's a 22 year old kid. Like wait till he develops and he hits 25. It's going to be scary. Yeah. And he's, and he's already, scary. and he's already scary. Yeah. Like it's like. When they said that kid was twenty, when he said it was twenty-two years old. I was like, bro, before I was graduated from college with kids before you was in high school. Like, you know what I'm saying? By the time you was like a sophomore in high school, like, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, he's twenty-two. If he's if he's doing this now, wait till like he starts to develop. Like, yeah. like I'm solid. Like I'm like, it's gonna be like it's just, it's just crazy. So yeah, he's the blueprint for. You know, you know, Matt Frazier started off, I want to say, at like 25 or something like that, yep. uh, where he the game. He was like 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. I think that's how he won the game. You know, uh, Froning, uh, I want to say we were like, I want to say we were 23. So Froning was a little young. He won in 2012. That was nine years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so we've got five years. We got one year with Medeiros. We got five years with Frazier. No, I'm just, I'm just saying when he won, he won in 2012, and that was okay. nine years ago. Yeah. So nine years ago, he's the same age as me. I mean, he was 23 years old, 20, 24 years old. So I mean, that top tier athlete was already young at the top, but now it's just like, like they're starting off younger. Yeah. You know, like Froning and Frazier were like two years in, three years in before they won the games. Yep. And, you know, and like so they, was Medeiros. I mean, this was yeah, his, his really second game. But, but he was younger when he probably kicked in. Like, yeah. And now the field starting off. Like, They're coming in from the team division in this. So, like, you know, those guys were like, I'm going to do CrossFit in my backyard. I'm going to go to a gym and, you know, work on it. But they're already adults. And so I think between them and Medeiros, the blueprint is setting that it's younger and younger and younger. And you're going to see that guy that's, like, fresh out of the 18 or fresh 18 out of the division is like, I'm on the podium. You know, because, you know, I've been doing this for 
since I was 14, since I was 12, I've been preparing for this. Um, so I think it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get to the point. Like, I think when I qualified for the games at 17, I was the second oldest man and I had the most children. Yeah. <laughs> I was the second oldest man. I had the most kids and I was 27. So it was like, that to me scared me where I'm like, I'm 27. I feel like I'm in great shape yeah. and I'm one of the oldest people here. I was like, this is getting rough, but yeah, they're just setting a blueprint and um, they're, they're doing what the sport needs to evolve and elevate. What do you, what do you see the next evolution being? I mean, it's, I mean, it's a young sport. It's only 15 years. Um, the next evolution I do see um, like the CrossFit games doing a legit triathlon. Um, I see the evolution of the sport inviting specialists to come in and test and compete against some of the fittest um, hmm. where it's like, Hey, you got a, uh, you got a snatch ladder, but you're a top tier Olympic weightlifter, but guess what? You got to do 25 double unders before you snatch each barbell. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, my grips, low tax. My heart rate's elevated. My legs are a little tired. And I got to do this all in a one minute window. It's like, yeah, we just, we just want to see where we're at. And now you got an Olympic weightlifter who snatches 320, but can't pull 295 can't stick a 295 snatch but you got to cross the games athlete that can yeah. under that type of intensity you have you know triathletes where it's like hey man i'm i'm a pretty decent triathlete but you got crossfit games you know matching the times and keeping up in the realm of that you know you're running a marathon at the games to start off your i, I look at it transforming into where you're going to have the crossfit games but we're going to deliberately and actually do the events of these specialists to see where we rack up and stand directly with them. Um, you know, like you got a, a guy that runs a marathon in, you know, four hours. You got, or three hours and let's say three twenty-five, three hours yeah. and 25 minutes. Uh, that's a solid marathon time, right? And then you got a CrossFit Games athlete who did that on their second day of an event. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or their second event of the day or day two where it's just like, you're seeing these athletes being able to do what these specialists do at the highest level, even under fatigue yeah, and, and still being decent. And I think, I think that's where it's going to evolve where you're, if it doesn't happen at the games, you're just going to see more athletes doing it. Like, Oh, what are you doing in your off season or how are you training? Oh, I'm doing triathletes. I'm doing Ironmans. Um, I'm doing a, you know, hundred mile bike ride, you know what I'm saying? Like competition event. I'm doing a powerlifting event, a strongman competition. You know, I'm getting into this weightlifting or uh, a gymnastic event. Like, I think it's going to just evolve in the way where it's just like, how are these people so good at all of these things? Yeah. Well, and you've got Tia going for the winter Olympics. Yeah. In bobsled. Yeah, in bobsled, like, you know, and not even not even I, not even summer Olympics with weightlifting, which she's done. I mean, she's already competed at the Olympics in, in weightlifting, but now yeah. putting her hand in something, she's and she even admits, I had no idea what I was doing, walking. And this walking is the in there. thing, I always joke around. Like if anyone knows me, they'll they'll always hear me say like, be an athlete. And the reason why I say that, whether you're walking down the street and you trip, or whether you snatch in, you know, two twenty five for reps. The reason why I say be an athlete is because the definition of an athlete to me is someone that who can put their body in motion and catch onto a movement much faster than the average person. Like you just catch on to things. I've never dribbled a basketball before, but give me like five months and I'll be between the legs. Give me like two weeks and I'll be, you know what I'm saying? Between the legs around the back. 
I've never thrown a baseball before, but give me like a little bit of practice and I'll stick it out. I'll, I'll hit the target at least twice out of, you know, five tries. Yeah. It's because these people are so dedicated into their training and into achieving the task and goal that they have to get done, whether, whatever it is. And so, um, yeah, I just, I just look at it and I'm just like, you're going to see these athletes step into the realms of other things and shocking people like hold on what, what did what did you do i'm just a crossfit athlete you know like i'm just i just do crossfit um but we are athletes we have to learn on to so many things and catch on to so many things faster than our competition yeah do you um, do you think we'll see a transition in in sports in general with you know i know a lot of schools are actually starting to adopt crossfit and yeah. even some schools have affiliates inside yeah. you know inside the school do you see that being something that that may be transitioning into like into the schools where you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go play football and take the chance of you know concussions or you know or, or a nasty injury i'm gonna go do crossfit and i'm gonna go be the best crossfitter that you know that i can that they've ever seen and you know take that yeah. on to, you know to college and you know then of course onto the games yeah kind of i do see that um i, w- I wish pe was crossfit like yeah. i wish PE was CrossFit. And even if it's the like level one type of PVC pipe, mechanical moving breakdown, even if it was just that, we're just going to go over movements each day. We're going to go over the squat. Next day we're going to go over the press. We're going to go over the deadlift. We're going to go over the pull up. Like even if it's just literally a level one course that you're taking teenage kids through, I wish PE was CrossFit because it gives them so much more understanding of how to move and prepare them for so many other things than just you know, come here, shoot some basketball, run around. But with that being said, sport is sport. CrossFit doesn't get you into college. CrossFit does not pay you. CrossFit cannot allow you to use your skill and your, your skill sets, what you've learned and what you've mastered to then bring in a direct revenue by playing sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, sport is sport. Um, a 14-year-old kid can do CrossFit, no sponsors, Mom and dad may be still struggling, um, can't afford the gym, so you got to clean it up or do some extra stuff to afford the gym and go. And at the end of the day, you're not going to get a college scholarship to go to college. And in order to start making money, you're going to have to get into the open division, qualify for the games, do decent to even get recognition of sponsorships, endorsements, and start making money or open up an affiliate. So in my in the in the hindsight of using CrossFit as sport. It's not because like if my son has an opportunity to go on a full ride scholarship to, you know, I don't know, Ohio State or maybe be one of the fittest kids in the world. It's like this is first priority. And then you can continue to do CrossFit and be one of the fittest in the world or try to get there. But this is your priority. Um, And that's just what it is, because it's going to allow you to excel, get your education paid for so that you can utilize whatever you want to do. To if it doesn't work out um at the end of the day if these kids start experiencing injuries we don't know how that's going to set for the the tone or for the future for these kids at a young age um and that's something we haven't seen much of yet Um, we haven't seen these kids with drastic injuries we've seen them struggle with some things and maybe have some some issues but we haven't seen a kid blow his knee out at 15 years old that was a top tier athlete and what's going to happen um and we have seen one, I'm not going to say his name, but we have yeah. seen one, incident. but uh, it's just that where it's just like, what's the other side of things? So 
is CrossFit ever going to become sport? I hope it does get integrated in, in middle schools and in high schools where it's your PE, where you're learning CrossFit. I hope it does become where kids have an outlet to go to. I always joked around and said CrossFit is the sport that the, the hardworking kid that doesn't get to play goes and does. <laughs> uh, I used to always joke that, like, you know what I'm saying? He's like hardworking, dedicated. He pushes himself immensely and, you know, decently strong. He goes and does CrossFit because yep. that's his outlet. And um, he can't, he just can't start. He can't get on the team to, to play. So um, I've always said that, yes, I would love for CrossFit to be that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, I don't think you'll see those kids do that where it's like, Hey, I just want to do CrossFit. Um, but I don't, I don't know. It depends on your skill set of the child and like where you're at. If you're a top tier basketball player, you need to do CrossFit to facilitate basketball. If you're a top tier softball player, you need to do CrossFit to facilitate softball. Um, but CrossFit does not need to be the end goal. Yeah, and, and I think for the sport itself, for CrossFit, the eye of the needle is so small right now to to get yeah. into that top tier. You know, you could be a you could be a subpar, you know, lineman or or you know anything on a football team. You could be a punter, and you can get a yeah. full ride scholarship. You know, and never see the you know never see a professional career in it, and but still have a full full education. You know, and everything everything paid for. So here's the here's the thing. I think the risk to reward is too high to tell a kid that you're not going to play sport. You're going to do CrossFit. Yeah. The risk reward is too high. So I am just like, if you want to do CrossFit, cool, but we're going to play sports. Um, and if you get to that point of like, hey, I don't want to do sports anymore. I just want to do CrossFit. Then I will support that. But I would not send my kids directly into like. Hey, you're going to compete in CrossFit because you show a good potential. Yeah. So you can still compete in CrossFit because it doesn't interfere with your sport, but you show good potential in baseball and you're a really good CrossFitter. We'll use CrossFit as our training regimen so that you can be better at baseball and continue the sport until you get to the point where you're like, I don't want to do that. And you're old enough to make the actual, you know, decision of like, Hey, I want to get to the CrossFit games and I want to do this. Yeah. Um, And, and, and similar to that, my, you know, my, eight-year-old she also um does gymnastics is her other you know is her other you know side thing as far as fitness and you know i mean that that comes from also uh she was so she was on week one of the open they um they did a q a with carrie pierce and christy armo and on the very last question of the night she actually got to ask carrie a question and asked her what would it take for a kid to get to the CrossFit Games, and she said, "Get into gymnastics." Yeah, she signed, she signed up that summer, and after three weeks total of of um, gymnastics in her lifetime, it, so over the past three summers, she's gone to this camp for a week, and yeah. she's done gymnastics all of three weeks. But because of everything she's done with CrossFit, after the after this last summer camp, the coach came to us and goes, "We need her on the competition team." That's sweet. And I'm like on the competition team. She's only been doing this for like, you know, three weeks over three years. So yeah. she's like, she has that much skill already with, you know, with her body control, with everything, you know, with her strength, with everything that she's doing. Um, I mean, she can do, you know, kipping pull-ups. So, I mean, she, she has the upper body strength to go ahead and pull herself up on the bars for gymnastics. She's like, yeah, she's, she's going to be on my competition team and we're going to put her right in. 
So yeah, that's sweet. Man. It's it's it, I, I see what you're saying as far as the sport. You know, it 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 aiding. You know, CrossFit aiding to other sports. You know, use yeah. that as your training regimen. People don't get it, man. Yeah, I'm saying people don't get it. Like everybody has something negative to say about CrossFit. I, I got it. You know, if you had an experience or you feel like it doesn't work for you, that's great. But like, I'm telling you, like we all know, if we implement it, it'll work. Yeah. If we implement it right and do it the right way, it'll work. Um, and it just always amazes me when I hear people say like, I get doesn't like it won't work like you're, you're gonna get hurt you're gonna do this and it's just like i mean at this at the same time it's like give anything a chance you know yeah. probably work you know what i'm saying but like it just it's just so many things across it it's just like it's the realm of of all things fitness so it's like how is it not going to facilitate you, your sport or just your physical fitness you know so for sure uh, well Hey man, I've kept you. I've kept you a whole bunch of time, but I, you know, I, I greatly appreciate it. Tell everybody where they can find you um, and how they can support you. Yeah, so uh, you can go to Elijah Easy Muhammad. That is on Instagram. Elijah Easy Muhammad, letter E, letter Z um, for Easy. Uh, so you can go in there, check me out, see videos, of my posts. Um, info at easymuhammad.com. or not? I'm sorry, easymuhammad.com is my website, and uh, info at easymuhammad.com is my email address. If you want to like link up, chat, talk, anything like that. And then um, Project Onyx DSM is my nonprofit um, where if you want to support the nonprofit, you can go to projectonyxdsm.com. Um, we have a donation page. We have more information about what we're doing, uh, our mentorship page and stuff like that. Because you can just find out more information about Project Onyx, why we started it, and uh, kind of support the movement of what we're doing. Awesome. And you have links on there for affiliates to get involved as well if they want to start something... Elsewhere. Yes, if they want to start a Project Onyx chapter um, in their city or town. Do you have any others out there currently? No, we have some in the works right now. Awesome. Uh, no one has been confirmed yet, but we have some in the works. Yeah, I mean, a year in. I mean, that's that's still, yeah, that's still yeah. incredible just to have that, you know, in the works. So, well, easy, man. I, I appreciate you coming on the show and, you know, kind of sharing your heart on this. And I always have a have loved watching you compete and definitely hope to see you soon, you know, out there on the yeah. competition floor. Yeah, we'll, we'll be uh, – I got a few events coming up that I'll be, you know, doing and joining and stuff like that. So uh, you'll be able to see a little bit of me live in competition. But uh, hopefully we'll get back on that, that, that game's floor one of these days. Awesome. Sounds good, man. Are you uh, are you heading down to Miami for Wadapalooza? Uh yeah, Mike, I, I don't know yet. We might come down there. I, I talked to Wadapalooza about doing a uh, two-on-two basketball tournament oh, okay. to, raise, to raise money for Project Onyx. Um, they haven't got back to me yet, so I don't know if they're going to do it, but I might just come down and support a couple sponsors that will be down there. Gotcha. Well, if you do let me know, I will be down there. And uh, sure. I'm either going to be volunteering or just doing podcast stuff. So let me know, man. We'll hook yeah. up. For sure. We'll do. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hey, everybody, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Like I said, as much as I enjoyed sitting down and talking with him, it, it was just a great conversation. Easy is an amazing individual, and I'm looking forward to uh, you know talking to him at, uh, at some of these events and you know, just getting to know him a little bit better. But it was a awesome time sitting down and talking to him about his family, kids, and everything he is doing working with the young people um, in his area. 
So if you want more information, definitely, like he said, you know, get to his Instagram. You can follow Project Onyx. Uh, you can go on ElijahMuhammad.com and you can actually uh, sign up for his programming, Unorthodox Training. And uh, it just an awesome guy all around, and I am a huge supporter of everything he's doing there. This week, man, we've got a lot of episodes that are going to be dropping. So, you know, not not to mention you've got this episode. Um, Tommy Marquez stopped by to uh, record a couple episodes with me in regards to fitness and music. So he's jumping on the train and doing both episodes. He's doing our Musical Mondays, and he's going to do our Wex Wednesdays uh, for dropping those fitness episodes. And then next week, I have Carrie Pierce, the fittest woman in America uh, for quite a few years. Uh, when it came to the CrossFit Games space, uh, she's going to be stopping by, and I look forward to uh, that interview and talking to her and uh, just having a good time with her. So looking forward to that episode coming up later on this week, and the other two episodes that are dropping, we are going to have a rock festival. Tommy Marquez and I designed a rock festival with two different stages he created one stage, I created another stage of 90s and 2000s rock music. Basically the music that I grew up on and uh, and he grew up on. We had an awesome time going through and we were actually even texting each other after the fact saying, oh man, I forgot to put this album, I forgot to put this person on there or this one. But the cool thing about this episode is we'll also include a link to the Spotify playlist. So all the music that we um, talk about on the show will actually be on Spotify on a playlist that uh, that you can go and listen to, so you can actually have that um, you know take it with you to go work out. Um, you can just listen to it while you're in the car driving. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So those episodes are dropping. Uh, the The Rock Festival will be dropping on Monday, uh, the sixth, I think. I don't even know what day it is today, uh, but Monday the sixth that that episode will be dropping, and then I have um, the fitness episode coming out on Wednesday. And then we have Carrie Pierce will hopefully be dropping on Friday. So a lot of episodes to go through, a lot of things to uh, to chat about and talk about with people. So uh, share this, like it. Please go to our Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, Wex Appeal Podcast. You can, uh, you can find us on all those platforms and you can definitely share it on all your social mediums. That would be fantastic. And I would thank you immensely. Looking forward to new episodes dropping each and every week, you're going to get three little bites of bites of info. So hope that you enjoyed today and uh, we will see you next time. Peace. Peace.